common sense. It's not so common anymore. That's why we need Scott Inez more than ever. It's time for Inez Says. And I thank you for joining me here on the Inez Says Podcast. I am Scott Inez. You can find the podcast most everywhere you get your podcasts, including the WDBO app. You can also find it in Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And check me out on the radio. I invite you to join us for Orlando's Morning News with Scott Inez, 5 to 9 a.m. every single weekday on WDBO 107.3 FM and AM 580 in Orlando. And be sure to stream us right there in the WDBO app. Well, Congressman Mike Waltz is from the great state of Florida. He serves on the House Armed Service Committee. He also serves on the House Foreign Affairs Committee and the Permanent Select Committee on Intelligence, not to mention the new House China Task Force. So we thought Mike would be the perfect person to speak with about what he describes as a new Cold War with China and the events of last week when that Chinese spy balloon made an incursion into the United States, traversing through the belly of the country. Here's that conversation now with U.S. Congressman Mike Waltz. What are your thoughts, Congressman, uh, about how the Biden administration handled all of this? Well, we have a heck of a lot of questions uh, and that, that are still unanswered. Uh, number one, why wasn't it detected and shot down as it entered uh, Alaskan airspace uh, some days ago? Uh, number two, what was it able to collect? It flew over some of our most sensitive ICBM nuclear missile sites. Uh, the Pentagon is telling us that what it gained uh, wasn't really worth the risk of shooting it down over rural Montana. Uh, I find, I mean, clearly the Chinese believe that they were getting something good from it or wouldn't have sent it uh, in the first place. And then finally, there's this kind of, you know, it sounds a bit like spin of saying, no, no, well, this happened in the Trump administration as well. Uh, but yet all, uh, every uh, Trump White House national security official that I know is telling us they never knew about it. So either we didn't detect it back then and now we know, mm -hmm. or uh, for some reason the Pentagon didn't brief the, the, the Trump White House. So we have a heck of a lot of questions. At the end of the day, uh, the propaganda victory for uh, the Chinese was huge, uh, You know, saying that America is on the decline, America is no longer a superpower, we're seeking to replace it. And, uh, oh, by the way, they can't even defend against a balloon. And that's what they're putting out in their propaganda channels all over the all over the world. Well, Congressman, I've read some stories quoting foreign policy experts saying that the CCP likely was able to send sensitive data back to China before it was shot down. How much of a of a concern is that for you that the CCP now has this data that they didn't have before? Yeah, it, it is a concern. And, you know, I'm, I'm having a hard time believing that something that can loiter and, and, you know, sit over a site for a long time uh, at 20 kilometers uh, up in the air, 60,000 feet is, is not more capable than a satellite flying by, you know, at, at, at Mach 5. So they've got a lot of explaining to do, the Pentagon does, on, on this capability. Now, I'm hoping they could jam those transmissions, but, you know, we'll get that in classified briefing. But I think taking a step back, I just want to put this out there. I hope for the American people that this is a bit of a Sputnik moment. Uh, in 1957, when the Soviets put up a satellite first, they beat us into space. It was a wake-up call for the Cold War that we were in then. I hope this is a wake-up call 
for the Cold War that we are in now. The Chinese Communist Party seeks to replace us. They seek to defeat us. Uh, and what's so frustrating is they're going to do it economically. Uh, they plan to before they do it militarily. And right now, uh, today, they have the ability to choke off our pharmaceuticals and all kinds of other critical supply chains. Uh, so one of my missions in Congress is to bring those supply chains out of China and get them back home. I'm hoping that you clear this up here, Mike, because you, you made some headlines over the weekend telling CNN that there were Chinese balloon incursions near Florida and Texas during the Trump administration. Now, the former president denied that over the weekend that it ever happened. So I guess we're trying to get clarity as to what happened. Were there Chinese balloons over Texas, over well, Florida? Yeah, we were briefed uh, by the Office of the Secretary of Defense that uh, these incursions happened uh, over Florida, over Texas, and the Washington Post is reporting uh, over Hawaii and Guam as well. At the same time, I've spoken to a number of former Trump administration national security officials, from the director of national intelligence to his national security advisor, saying they were never informed. So was this an issue that the Pentagon detected it but didn't say anything, Mm. or you know, the the Biden White House is now saying they went undetected under the Trump administration. I don't know, but we need answers. Uh, and I think that, again, to take it to a bigger picture, we are seeing a tsunami of Chinese spying uh, in our universities, in our research labs, in our in our businesses and critical technology areas, uh, and then the traditional cyber and, and other types of spying and the space race. That is going on. Mm -hmm. They are launching more into space, more satellites into space than us and the rest of the world combined. So, again, uh, silver lining here. I hope this serves as a wake up call across the board. And you say there is a Cold War going on. You say they want to defeat us. How do they want to defeat us? I mean, we all know that they're sabotaging us at every turn. But this is something that no one but that Air Force general, I believe, last week mentioned that he believes that we're going to be in a war with China by 2025. Is this the CCP preparing for war with the United States in the future? Oh, it absolutely is, because if you listen to Chairman Xi's own words, his own speeches, uh, he's telling his country to prepare for war. And he talks about how they are going to replace the American dream with the China dream. I don't want our grandchildren growing up in a techno surveillance state. Uh, the dictatorship that they have in China, they want to export uh, to the, the rest of the world. And they're going to do it by stealing our technology, handing it over to their military. Uh, they are deploying uh, technologies now that we can't match, like hypersonic missiles that we can't defend against. Their Navy is now larger than the U.S. Navy, their Space Force is launching more uh, than we are. So they're looking to match us militarily. And then economically, uh, what they hope is that World War III never happens. We just step aside like the Soviet Union did in the 80s and saying we no longer can afford economically to compete. Uh, And that's where they're looking to dominate supply chains all over the world and make us dependent on them. Yeah. Uh, so this is an economic uh, battle as much as it is a military mm. a military one. Interesting. Uh, I remember the Cold War with the Soviet Union. It would seem, I mean, you say we're in another Cold War as we speak. It's a different kind of Cold War with China as it was with the Soviets, Mike. But what happens if and when they invade Taiwan? What is our response going to be? Well, and I think we, we need to j- just quick point there. The difference in this Cold War is they have we have become so dependent mm-hmm. on China for our manufacturing and for these supply chains. They have flooded the zone with Chinese money. And so so many institutions in America 
the NBA, our sports industry, Hollywood, Wall Street, academia are kind of drunk on Chinese dollars. They don't want to hear things like, hey, wake up, we're in a Cold War, because they're all making money. Mm-hmm. Uh, that We weren't making money on the Soviet Union. So that is a big difference where we have to decouple our economies. On Taiwan, what people need to understand why it's in our interest, if China takes Taiwan, they will control the shipping and trade routes into Japan, South Korea, Australia, Indonesia. They will control about 50 percent of global GDP that will be under their thumb. And, oh, by the way, about 90 percent of the world's most advanced semiconductors and computer chips that make our entire economy go. So um, it will give them leverage from which I don't know that we could we could recover uh, economically. And that's why we need to make a stand, arm Taiwan beforehand, not like what we're doing with Ukraine afterwards, uh, and help them defend themselves and make it clear that it's in our national interest and keep a strong, uh, a, a strong, capable military so that every time Chairman Xi of China, you know, thinks about doing it, he says, you know what, uh, they're too strong. We're not ready yet. It, you know, that's how uh, uh, strength keeps the peace. And thank you again to Congressman Mike Waltz for appearing on the Inez Says podcast today. That will wrap it up for the podcast today. Join me on the radio every single weekday morning with Orlando's Morning News, 5 to 9 a.m. on WDBO 107.3 FM and AM 580. And be sure to stream us there in the WDBO app. I'll see you next time. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.